This is the episode of a podcast. I haven't I haven't released the episode for in weeks. This past weekend this past weekend was my twenty second birthday. October twenty seventh. I turned twenty two. On October twenty eighth, I two oh one myself. For those who don't know what that means, I voluntary I voluntarily committed myself to a mental institution. What that means for niggas who live in Philly, I went to Einstein's, told them niggas I was crazy, and they let me sit in the waiting room for four hours. Then I got downstairs to the CRC, realized I wasn't as crazy as the real crazy motherfuckers that was down there and immediately wanted to leave. But before I could leave, they had to do my exit diagnosis. So the doctor came and talked to me, just talked to me about my life, asked me questions, and I asked, and I answered the questions as honestly as I possibly could. And at the end of the conversation, she concluded that I have a marijuana dependency and I have a mood disorder. She can't tell me exactly which mood disorder because that's not her job. That's a specialist who sees me over weeks has to determine that. But my family, uh, they're pretty much sure it's bipolar. They're pretty much sure I'm bipolar. Let me tell you something. This shit, it hurts and I'm scared. Like my brain feels different. I got this pit in my chest. I feel like I'm still me, but I feel like I'm losing me, if, if that makes any sense. I feel like this is important to talk about. Uh, I'm not Charlemagne. I'm not, I'm not talking about like anxiety or depression, but like this is something real that I'm dealing with, and I feel like I got to tell people. This is new to me. I haven't seen my therapist yet. I haven't done anything. All I've done is tried to quit smoking weed and called out of work because I, I can't get up. I just, like, I, 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 can't, I can't physically get myself to walk outside and see people and get on the bus and just be human. I can't do it. I, I get scared. The idea scares me. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do with. Most people in the world don't know about this. Most people in the world know about it, but don't know actually somebody who deal with it. And I'm somebody who's dealing with it, and I'm telling you, it's the hardest shit. Before I check myself into the mental institution, I called one of my homeboys, uh, Janelle Pierre. He's a rapper out of Philly. I called him. Um, I don't want to put his business out there, but Janelle's pretty open in his music. Janelle has committed himself to a mental institution before. And... um. Before I did it, before I committed myself, I called him and I asked him, bro, when did you know it was time for you to go? And the first thing he said to me was, I knew I needed help. And that's how I feel. I feel like I need help. I feel like I can't do this on my own. I just feel like on my own, it would be harder than it would be to do it with somebody. This is a disease, a disorder, something that we make fun of a lot. But I'm dealing with it, and I'm telling you, it's not funny. Like, I know funny. I make jokes all the time. But this shit right here, like... I've been Googling more about it. Just reading what the symptoms are. 
And they say you should never Google uh, whenever you, you, they say you should never Google whenever you have a problem. You shouldn't Google it because it's just going to give you more fear. But me Googling, I don't think it gave me fear, but it just gave me like a sense of relief knowing like, yo, this is exactly what I go through. These are things that I feel all the time. They keep using the word manic when they describe uh, bipolar, manic depression, manic happiness, manic mood swings. I don't think I don't think I'm manic, but I do. I do have mood swings. I do have sadness. I do have elevated moods, anger, anxiety. I feel apathy, euphoria, guilt, hopelessness, loss of interest. All these things are fit. I feel today. Today I called out of work because I didn't. I couldn't get up. I one of the one of the one of the things is loss of interest or pleasure in activities. I like going to work. I couldn't even get myself to get up and go to work today. I could, like I tried the idea, like I didn't have to be at work till three o'clock. At twelve, when I was thinking about like having to take a shower and having to get dressed, all that shit just got my heart pumping. I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I called my boss and I told him the truth. Luckily, my chef is very understanding, and he gave me the week off. He said, "Bro, you get your head together." He said, don't worry about your job. Your job is safe. We'll, we'll cover you. You get right in your head. And those people don't have that. The thing is, they say that these men's phases can last weeks or months. Weeks or months. I don't think I could go weeks like this. It's been about a week, and I want this to be over already. Like, I was feeling slightly better last night. I started to feel better because I went to the hospital yesterday, and they let me go, and I was with my family. I talked to my mom, my dad a lot, and my girlfriend was here. I was around I was around things that, you know, brought happiness, and I was good. But now I'm alone again, and it just crept up. And why that's so weird to me is because I've always was the person that did shit alone. If you ask my homies... If you ask my homies, I, I was I always wanted to do everything alone. I, when I was I dropped out at the age of seventeen and moved into my grandmother's basement to be away from everybody because I wanted to be alone. I stopped going out and I made my friends come to my house in my basement because I was like, "Why well, I need to leave? Y'all can do everything here." Like I stopped wanting to do these things, and I just thought that was just me being me. But it was really the early signs of bipolar. It wasn't it wasn't that I, w- I was too cool to leave. It was like I didn't want to leave. I lost the interest of leaving. I lost interest and in just want to do shit. The scarier part about this is what's going on in my brain. It's like the unwanted thoughts. It's lack is it's less of unwanted thoughts and more just like static. Like there's it's, con- it's something constantly going on. It's always something going on. Even when like even when like I don't think about it and then I come back to it, it's there again. It's always going on, bro. Like it's it's never it's never not here. They say that rapid and frenzy speaking is something that comes along with bipolar. I always, I always contribute. Everybody, everybody, everybody who knows me knows I talk fast, but I always contribute that to me just being from Philly and like, 
our accent. A lot of us talk fast. You listen to us. A lot of us have a, a frenzied speech. I always just contribute that to be to like my area, but it was really a disorder. And I'm saying all this because like I thought I was just I thought I was just normal as my friends would call angry dom. Like we came up with a name for it. It was angry dom. I thought I was just being angry dom, but really I was bipolar dom. I was mood disorder dom this whole time. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this to to make you feel bad for me. I'm saying this because it happened to me. And why not share it? Like, I would have never, I would never even consider I had uh, a mental illness if Charlemagne never start talking about anxiety. So me saying I have bipolar may get somebody the courage to be like, yo, I do experience those things. Maybe I have a mood disorder. The word manic scares me. That's the scariest part about this. The word manic. Manic. Extreme, elevated, excitable mood, usually associated with bipolar. Frantically. Frantically. Frantic. Am I frantic? Am I a frantic person? I don't know. But this scares me a lot. And I think that's adding to why I can't I can't calm down. Because the bipolar is, is ramping me up and getting my anxiety going. I'm just I just can't relax nowhere. Like even in my head and in my heart, I can't relax. There's no like safe space. My head used to be my safe space. I can go into my head and I can like think of anything. Like I used to tell my friends all the time, I've been on high 97 30,000 times. I would just, that, that, that used to be my safe space. Whenever I was in a bad spot, I would go and just have an interview with Peter, with fucking Peter Rosenberg. But now when I do that, I hear the, I hear the voices and it's, 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 it's less fun and more scary now. And here's the thing. Maybe that was always the case. And now it just is really is really sticking here for a while. When I was talking to the the lady, she kept asking me like, um, when when this happened, because this is the first time I felt this way. When I was a kid, um, I used to have panic attacks. I used to get scared of stuff late at night, and I used to run around and I just couldn't relax for a while. I used to have real panic attacks, but it would go away. It'd be like maybe an hour or two, most at the max three, but it, I would go to sleep and it would go away. Now I can't even go to sleep and it go away. It's been sticking around. She kept asking me, like, does it stick around? Like, no, this is the first time it's been with me for this long. My homie Kim um, told me, he used to tell me all the time, like, bro, you smoke too much. You smoke way too much weed. And I'd be like, nah, bro, I need it, bro. That's how I feel regular. That's how, you know, I get the, that's how I deal with people, you know. And after getting my diagnosis of having a, uh, a cannabis dependency, after getting that diagnosis, I realized that was just a unhealthy coping mechanism that started at a young age. Like, I've been smoking weed realistically since I was, like, 15, 16, around that age, you know. Like, I might have did it when I was 15 once, and I, and I didn't do it again until, like, I was, like, I didn't do it again frequently till I was 16. So, around that age is when I started. 
I'm 22 now. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's six years. Six years of unhealthy coping mechanisms of like, whenever I'm too high, I smoke. Whenever I'm too down, I smoke. It was like whatever the occasion, whatever the occasion was, it called for weed. Looking back on it, I know it's not smart and I know it's unhealthy. But nobody told me that. Like nobody tells me that. Like you, you, like for example, I, my brother's in jail. Uh, when I was at the hospital yesterday, he called me. We had a, we, 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 you know, we was on a jail phone call, and I told him what I was doing. He was like, "Bro, you, you, you drawing, bro? Just go smoke a little bit. Calm, calm yourself down." Like that's that's how we talk. We talk when you when you when you feel a little bit, just smoke a little bit of weed. You be alright. But honestly, like the weed ain't been helping me. If anything, it's been causing me to be more paranoid, which is something I ain't never deal with before. I was never the guy that would just get, you know, be on edge when I smoked. I was the guy that was sinking to the couch. I was sinking to the couch where I would start cleaning because I felt productive. Either either I didn't want to do nothing or I wanted to do everything. But never did I feel like I was scared of shit. Now when I smoke, it's like this constant, like, <sighs> like on edge shit. Usually when I do these podcasts, I take these pauses and I know what I'm and I and I'm thinking about what I'm about to say next. But now when I take these pauses it's because I can't figure out what I'm going to say next. Like it's so loud up here that I can't even like filter it and find out what I want to say. You know, Cam used to call this podcast like a steady stream of consciousness. Like I just start talking, it's flowing. But this isn't like my consciousness. I'm not even thinking about the words that's coming out of my mouth. This is, it's just coming out of my mouth. And that's not good. It's only reason it's like that is because I, I just can't get it to focus. I don't know. I think this, I think this podcast is important because if I ever was to lose who I am today, I want everybody to go back and listen to these and remember my mind for what it was. You know what I'm saying? Remember remember how I thought and not how I am now. This is just if I ever, you know, just if I ever lose me, just just remember me as me and not not as who I became. Thank you.